Hello and welcome back. We're still sat in this big gold room and uh, we're still wearing the same grey hoodies. And we're sat here and this is, I don't know, well this is my, this is my Christian grey running hoodie, which I bought after watching Fifty Shades of Grey. You watched that? Uh, I was forced to watch it. Forced? Yes. Gun My My ex made me watch it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I really want to go and see it at Valentine's Day. Like, okay. Making, uh, taking notes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day is coming up. Um, what are we doing? This is the intro. That was it. So, Polymaths. This is Polymaths 23. episode 23. 23. Uh, or 22A, whatever you want to call it. So, this is episode 23, guys. Uh, my name is Chris Frosson. It's still Chris Frosson as it was last time. And you can find me on Twitter. That's at Chris Frosson. You sit for me on Facebook, uh, I'm on Instagram. Actually, I've just started a new one on UPIC as well, so if you're on UPIC, add me on UPIC. I have even heard of that. Um, no, I haven't. Uh, a friend of mine introduced me to it, so I'm, uh, I'm on that now as well. And uh, I'm Ashley Callum. You can Team find me Wheat. on Facebook and all that sort of stuff. Um, but not just under Ashley Callum, because you're Calisthenics UK. Um, Arches MOA on Instagram. Yep. Starting a few more pictures on there. Yep. Um, that's about it. That's about it. There we go. And you can find us if you want to leave us a review, then please do. If you go to iTunes, I believe there's a ehow.com um, article about how to leave podcast reviews. Well, as far as that complicated, are they? I think so. Needs to be an e-how. I think it. I think. I think you just go onto iTunes and hit the review button, and then hit five stars because we're clearly amazing, and then write Chris and Ash at the dogs do die. That's the only option there is, isn't there? Uh, I think you can probably do it on the podcast app as well. No, I mean, you leave five stars, I'm pretty sure that's... Oh, anyway. I don't think there's a four-star, three-star, two-star, or one-star option. Yeah, you can't select those. I think uh, there's so, only five-star that pops up. Last time, we had a load of... We had a big yeah, list, last we? week. We didn't, we didn't really <laughs> get here last week. We didn't really get to talking about... Yeah. All so this one... But you sent me a load of Pluto oh stuff. Oh, my God. Stargazing live and all that sort of so, stuff. So, um, I... I, d- I just finished, that was it. I just finished a photo shoot uh, with uh, a mutual friend of ours who used to be, uh, well, he's still a PT at uh, the gym that we both used to work at. Uh, and we went out and we did a photo shoot. Uh, it's a fitness photo shoot. You can go and, go and have a look on my Facebook page. Her name's Kaylee. And um, yeah, we did a fitness photo shoot of her in her USA Pro, um, USA Pro tops, uh, USA Pro gym gear. And uh, I got home and I like to edit my photos with something on. So it's usually something like Daredevil or on Netflix or Red Dwarf is a, is a favourite. And um, I was listening to, uh, there's another podcast I listen to called The Infinite Monkey Cage, which is Brian Cox and Robin Ince who uh, talk about science and stuff. And the last one that they did, they did at Jodrell Bank. Um, and they were talking all about how Jodrell Banks being really important in Einstein's theory of, uh, or general theory of relativity and uh, special theory. Uh, and they were talking about BBC stargazing. Um, so just out of curiosity, I just went on to the BBC iPlayer, which unfortunately you won't be able to get over in America, but I'm sure it'll be able to find oh, some, way, some, way, to some way of finding it. Um, you're probably going to go on to a <coughs> torrent website or something. BBC World Service something. No, Maybe some BBC yeah. America might show exactly. it. I don't know, but there's, there's there must be a way you can show it. It might even it might even be a global thing. So that might be a, a, an option that they can play over in America. If you're over in America, go on to BBC and see if you can play the Stargazing. So there's a program called Stargazing Live, which was always run by uh, a guy called Sir Patrick Moore, who was an astronomer 
uh, who looked very much like my granddad. It looked exactly the same. He used to wear a monocle as well. He used to wear a monocle. Absolutely proper British, uh, full-on English accent. Very, 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 very proper. Very proper and talking about stars and everything. He's a brilliant, brilliant guy. But it had a bit of a reputation of being boring and nobody really watched it unless you were a geeky astronomer. Um, so Brian Cox has come in and because of his success through Wonders of the Solar System and Wonders of the Universe, he's come in and he's taken over a little bit uh, on the stargazing and he now um, co-hosts it with the comedian Dara O'Brien. And I clicked on one and I started watching it as I was editing and the, the editing became less and less and less and me watching BBC Stargazers got more and more and more as my jaw hit the floor and they were talking about all sorts of stuff and I instantly sent out a message because uh, I, I usually have my messages up on my iMac while I'm editing so I just alt-tabbed over, sent them a message said to them, you need to go onto BBC iPlayer and just watch some Stargazers and they're talking about Pluto because the New Horizons probe is obviously, it, it got there last year didn't it? It got to Pluto yeah, yeah. last year, um, at, towards the end of last year, I think, and we're starting to take some photographs. Um, and there were um, some photos that were kind of creeping through in the media. Another annoying thing about the media, they focus on the wrong things. This was fascinating. Yeah. And they were talking about... Here's pictures of Kardashian's arse. But yeah, here's a picture of Kardashian's arse, but no picture of Pluto. Similar shape, though, I mean. It was. Um, Pluto's surface is infinitely more interesting, though, as it turns out, because they found out that it's quite a young um, surface. Uh, geologically, um, from a geological point of view, it's only a 10,000-year-old surface, which means that somewhere, somehow, it's being regenerated. So is the core still active? Is it, it's, volcanoes it's a or whatever, I suppose. Has it got, well, they found a volcano on there as well. They found a rocky hill with a hole in the middle. The only time they find, this is this hot astronomer who was on there said that the only time that we find volcano, uh, um, rocky hills with a hole in, we attribute them to a volcano. Um, it's clearly, or they think it's extinct and it's not actually currently active, but obviously you've got Pluto far away in the distant um, solar system and it's still still active or some, some kind of activity in the planet. It's, it was a completely fascinating programme. There's six, five episodes, there's five episodes, and the last one, there was a guy called Tim Peake, who uh, is a British astronaut, and he's gone up to the International Space Station, and they were doing live interviews with him, and talking to him, and he was doing little experiments, and one of the, there's a picture of Ash, has just got a picture of Bobby Vine. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, some mass works on that. And... Uh, yeah, they were doing little experiments showing how a gyroscope works in, a, in space, which is incredible. Um, and then they did a live space walk, and they had Chris Hatfield there, and he was commentating on it, and they had a little bit of a problem. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll talk about the problem in a minute, but what did you think of the pictures? Because it started... Well, you sent me a few. I've watched the few. things yet. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow, because I've got a, I've got a full work day tomorrow, so... I'll... Because I've just kind of rearranged my work, work desk um, and the wall behind my work desk is now cream. It used to be black. Well, even before that, it used to have a big uh, mural of um, Brooklyn Bridge on it, but that got taken down. Um, so now it's white and I'm going to fill it with inspirational pictures. And one of the pictures I wanted was a picture of Mars. 
Um, particularly the sunset on Mars, because I think that's a fantastic image that we've been able to get something to Mars to take a photograph of the sunset. It's brilliant. Yeah. So I started having a look around that. I found a picture of um, the Mars rover that did a massive selfie on, on Mars, which I'm going to get printed out and stuff, and I sent you those over. And then I went to started looking, because of the Stargazer thing, I went on and had a look at all the New Horizons photos, and they've got ridiculously detailed photos of Pluto from... I think it was only 440 miles above the surface. It was really, really close. Wow. And then they had a photo of a solar eclipse um, taken from the other side of Pluto where you could see the Pluto's atmosphere and nobody ever thought that Pluto had an atmosphere. And incredible photos, absolutely. Let's start colonising. Yeah, let's start colonising. Let's take the Cardassians over to Pluto. But yeah, I've, I've, see, if, see if the atmosphere is breathable. It's, it's, just, a, it's just immense that the... the Types of things that we can I say we that some members of humanity are able to achieve. Yes. And, you know, I just think it, it, it's that's a sentence that our lawyers have been. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. Very I've, I, yeah, I've done very little. I've done nothing towards <laughs> yeah. getting a, a spacecraft to Pluto. Um, yeah, I think I think it's unbelievable. It's, it's staggering. I did, I, I did say to you earlier that I'm, I'm going to get the the NASA image of the day or, or yeah. something like that as my homepage on like Google or whatever yeah. you know, I've always got Google open or something for, for work purposes um, yeah it definitely needs to it get was, it was very humbling watching um, watching Tim well Tim Peake is the, the British astronaut who obviously uh, there was another guy Tim Ka- uh, I don't want to get this name wrong and upset all the Americans. Uh, Tim Caspinell. They think they're always the complete opposite of arrogant. They are, aren't they? Don't you think? Like American astronauts? No, any any astronaut. Any astronaut, complete opposite. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's that there's that famous story about Neil Armstrong when he when he crashed the um, <laughs> lander, <laughs> yes. Um, yes. and he was doing paperwork, and I think it was. Uh, was it Charlie Duke that went in? Uh, I maybe it wasn't it. One of the other guys went in and said, "Oh, uh, heard you ran in there. You know, going, oh, I heard you crashed okay. the crashed the lander." And he says, "Yeah." And he says, "That was it." Yeah. It's like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> you crashed it from from an aspect. Well, that was the they did this live spacewalk, and they had Chris Hadfield there, who was explaining how what they were going to be doing, and they were going out to sort an electrical problem out on one of the. Uh, one of the oxygen uh, units or something, I can't remember exactly. And um, sounds very um, disrespectful for me to say that I can't remember. But they went, they, they went out and they were going to sort something out, out on the uh, outside of the, of the space station. And apparently there's loads of jobs, there's hundreds of jobs to do outside on the external side of the space station. But they have to pick the important ones because there's only so many spacewalks that they can do because they're so dangerous. Um, and every time they go out, they've got to anchor themselves at least twice. They've got to have a cable on, and then they've got to have the hand on. If they want to take the hand off and hold on to some tools, they've got to anchor themselves twice and everything like that. And he was there explaining what they were doing during this spacewalk. And the two Tims, Tim, um, Tim Peake and Tim whatever his name was from the American side, uh, I think it was something like Cuprinel. Uh It sounds like a... Uh, a wood, um, <laughs> wood, stain. wood varnish stain, isn't it? Cuprinol. Uh, anyway, it was explaining. Cuprinol, that's it. It was explaining what they were doing. Anyway, halfway through, they went out and they could only, they could only work uh, on 
this particular piece of equipment when it was on the shadow side of the Earth. Because if it was on the hot side, because of the sparks it created, it could go through and burn through the spacesuits. So they could, they, to, to minimise the risks, they had to do it on the dark side, on the, on the shadow side, at, at night time, if you like, on the space station. So they only had seven minutes to um, unhook and unattach and turn it off sort of thing, ready to get it replaced, before, before the space station came back round onto the day side of the Earth and then it started sparking again. So they had to power it down completely before, before that time. So they managed to do that and uh, he was saying... Uh, they, they had Dara O'Brien and Brian Cox there standing next to him saying, I say, what's happening now? This was really cool. What, what, what's that? And like, being really excited about the whole thing. And Chris Hadfield was there just very casually, yeah, well, they're doing this now. And I'd imagine that the, the temperature is going from, what was it, from 150 degrees Celsius to minus 250 or so. It was something ridiculous. It wasn't quite that much because um, minus 249 is absolutely zero. Um, and they were, they, were, they were talking about all that, and then something went wrong, and uh, the American guy had uh, found some water in his uh, helmet, and he said, um, uh, control or whatever, I've got water in my helmet, I can see water in my helmet, please advise, and they were kind of saying, okay, where do you think it's come from, blah, 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 blah. And um, they, it was just after they did a piece about um, an Italian astronaut who had water in his helmet and nearly drowned over in space because the only thing that acts on water in space in zero gravity is surface tension so you end up with these massive globules of water just floating around and if they attach themselves to anything they just stick there so if they, if they touch your eye they suddenly get completely encompassed completely encompass your eye and you can't see anything or if they go up your nose then that's it you can't breathe it's just massive. yeah you've just got a massive like magnifying glass over your eyes but if it goes up your nose, obviously you can't breathe because it's not going anywhere. Um, so it's quite dangerous. So um, this, he said, oh, yeah, I've got some water in my helmet. Uh, what, sh- what should we do? And he, he, they did a couple of checks and they said, right, could you go back to the airlock, please? Uh, when you go past Tim Peake, could you just have a quick look at him and, you, and he can give us some information about where the water is? Dara O'Brien and Brian Cox are like, oh my god, he's, he's, he's not, not quite that extreme, but oh my god, he's going to die, and, and what, what's going wrong, and, and really panicking, and Chris Hadfield um, was, yeah, well, it's, there's two places the water could come from, it could come from the core, from the heating uh, and the uh, temperature control unit, or it could just be the drinking water that they got, if it's the drinking water, they should just drink the rest of the water, and he was very, very calm and, and very matter-of-fact about it, and then they got back in, and uh, um, they were trying to, they were trying to go. Wow, that, that was that was brilliant because they, they got they got back in and, and, and he's all right. And Chris Hadfield said, "Yes, well, in the grand scheme of things, that's a very successful spacewalk because they went out there. They had ten things to do. Two of them were urgent. They had to change this thing. Uh, they got those two things done and they got back in safely. Job done." And then they were like, well, what's going to happen to the suit? Are they, is, are they going to pull the suit? Are they going to replace the suit? No, we'll have a look at the suit and maybe have a quick flick around and I think we've probably sorted it out. They'll have sent photos back to NASA and we'll have had a look at it. The suit, the suit will be worn tomorrow. And it was like, it's just, it's just what happened. I think it's probably that it's mentality. Incredible. Because originally, I mean, I don't know what they're like now, but originally they were test pilots, weren't they? They yeah. only came from test pilots because yeah. it had to be... 
that cool under pressure type well, I person think, flat I think and if, panic you, and if you have a quick Google quickly, right there, I think Tim Peake, I don't think he's come from the normal route. I think he's a guy who's just kind of gone, I want to be an astronaut. I think. This, these are, these I, are the ones with Chris Hadfield's one. Um, yes, he's the one who's... But I think there's, there's definitely somebody up there who's just kind of gone along with oh, the route Army, of, Air Corps, Army Air Corps officer. Yeah, maybe not. Um, I'm sure there was a guy who... The first British ESA astronaut, the sixth person born in the United Kingdom to visit the International Space Station. Um... Career. Okay, I see what he was. See what he's done. Uh, defense hel- helicopter flying school. So he was not a. Yeah, not a. Although he has a degree in flight dynamics and evaluation. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, he'd be over three thousand flying hours to his credit. Um, helicopter one. I mean, that's not. But yeah, I mean, it's be over eight eight thousand other applicants for one of the six places. Eight thousand. Yeah. I mean, because they're not going to be just guys walking off the street. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be like cream of the crop anyway. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, you want to go for a job interview? There's your job interview. Eight thousand applicants to be an astronaut. That's that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, they, were t- they took um, John Bishop through all the astronaut training and everything, and they went underwater, and they were trying to. Uh, he had to tighten up a. Um, a window, um, so just say like a, a window had fallen off or something, and, the, and he had to go, and he just had to tighten up the tighten up the, the nuts. Um, but to get to the window, he had to walk across or walk along with his hands, had to walk along the outside of the in inverted commas space station, which was underwater. Um, and then, at any one point, if he wants to take his hands off, he has to reattach another anchor, so he has to always have two anchor points on it before he takes the. Uh, before he takes a tool out of his tool belt, he has to anchor it onto the space station because obviously a, a spanner floating off in space is, could be deadly because it's travelling around the world so quickly. Is, yeah. And actually, um, they've got a special hammer, which I never even thought about before because it's not something you'd think about. They have a special hammer that the Russians invented because if you're hitting something in space, what happens if you're putting force that way? you're putting force away from you. So every, t- every time you're hammering something in space, it's there's, out. there's force acting the opposite way, so it's pushing you out into space. So, this is ingenious, the hammer is hollow, and it's got ball bearings in it. So when you're bringing the hammer down on the nail, like that, bonk, so that's me hammering the nail, as you bring the, bring, or whatever it is you're hammering, the ball bearings go. To, yeah, <laughs> the ball bearings go it's to the end wood, of the hammer. You know, ISS made wood. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I don't know why you'd have a hammer actually. I suppose it's for bolts. Um, the the ball bearings go into the top end of the hammer as you bring it down, and then when it hits, the ball bearings come forward and act on whatever it is that you're hitting, but they cancel out any. Wow. Any, any <laughs> negative opposite That reminds that me of that little meme that was going around, you know, saying, oh, NASA. It was obviously anti-NASA type yeah. US whatever thing. And it was like, oh, we NASA spent how many million developing a sort of, you know, pe- pen that writes in space. Oh, is this the one that... Russian, the Russians just use a pencil. Pencil, yeah. yeah. And, not th- and then there was somebody that rebutted it saying, well, the, the graphene or lead or, or particles in the pencil can fires in the air yeah. conditioning and all that sort of stuff yeah. so that's why they didn't use a pencil I'm sure they thought about it 
I don't know. I mean, There's I don't, a reason. It was, I, I mean, we talked about it before, haven't I we? Don't about know. politicians. Politicians have to know more than we do because they, they have don't. to make the decisions. They don't know. They don't. This is the thing. They can't. They can't possibly. They why have would... to because they have to make the decisions in exactly the same way as as NASA. Oh, but why would they have to know more because they have to make decisions about things like have that? Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen a politician, a British politician, on TV speak that you thought, yeah, they definitely know more than me? I, I, I never have. I don't know that much. There's one. There's one American guy that I, I would, if he ran for president, I would vote for him. Donald Trump. You've told me before. No, <laughs> but. <laughs> Ashley Cannon is very pro Donald Trump. Yeah, guess who Donald? No, I'm not. Guess who? <laughs> guess who Donald Trump would would have as Attorney General? A guy called Trey Gowdy. Right, Trey Gowdy is. Uh, I don't know how I came across him. You know when you, you just searching YouTube or you know you watching. I watch lectures and debates and things. Yes. He has some of a video playlist came up with him on. Right, he's on um, some sort of House Select Committee, and his is his job to. Um, he, basically, the government watchdog. He is part of the government, but he's a government watchdog. It's completely impartial, completely uh, yeah, unpa- uh, unpartisan, whatever. Um, and the latest thing has been like the, uh, the Benghazi hearings. Um, and he's, I've seen him just grilling um, uh, Hillary Clinton. And he's <laughs> he just catches her out in lie after lie after lie. And he just doesn't let it go. Like a, like a Jerry Paxman type yeah. thing. But he knows his stuff. And he, like, that, perhaps that's the only reason why he'd vote for John, Donald Trump is so that he would, I'm sure he said that he would have Trey Gowdy as the Attorney General. Right. Um, which would be a very, very good thing. But that, that, that's the kind of guy, never ever gets any exposure. No one's, I'd never heard of him. No, you I've never heard, never, of never heard of him. Um, from South Carolina or somewhere, Republican. Um, but it is a, is a servant of the people. Like, he, he, he is, when you think of what, you know, your, um, the definition of, a, of an American congressman or yes. a politician yeah. that, that follows the, the yeah. constitution, constitution and tries to put it into practice as best he can. That's the type of guy that I, that I think of. Okay. And I've, I've, only, I've, been, I've watched tons of his videos now. Trey, Trey Gowdy, yeah. T-R-E-Y, I think his second name's G-O-W-D-Y, Trey Gowdy. Um, yeah, amazing guy. Okay. And then you go, you go on his, his you know, YouTube page and stuff, everybody below, what, like, just type in, why isn't this guy running for president? Because everybody would vote for him. Because he, do, he doesn't make any of his personal opinions felt. You can't, you can't tell whether he's religious or atheist or whatever. You can't tell what he really thinks. He just enacts the law and just nails anybody. Um, nails anybody that doesn't... doesn't do, I've, I've seen him... He had, he had people from the IRS. He had a judge before him going, um, you know, in, in this case such and such, uh, why did you offer your opinion you're not it's not a judge's job to offer opinion why are you offering, why are you yeah, why yeah. are you giving opinion you're not an expert witness you're not a witness did you know that judges can't be witnesses and the guy was this is a judge I mean I thought judges were meant to be up there and they obviously are but this guy seemed like he didn't even know what the hell he was doing and that's that, that goes back to uh, a thing that we mentioned last episode about if you have a set of beliefs and you know where you stand and it's, oh, exactly. it's very very yeah. easy to therefore how do you get on to trade out what were we talking about uh, what were we talking about Donald Trump oh politicians oh NASA NASA no, NASA had to know NASA has to know more than us to be oh, able to do much, things much like yeah, and therefore and I said well, politicians have to know more I don't think it, but I don't think it, not, they not, have to they not have the UK to. ones how, anyway. 
Well, only because they're, they're previously information that won't be accessible to us, yes. I classify stuff. Yes. But in terms of actually knowing that they, they don't... Oh, no, I'm, talking, I'm talking about knowledge of the things I mean, that I saw, they're, I saw they're Dame, making decisions Dame about. Shirley Williams, a Dame Shirley Williams, quite, a, quite an old member of, of um, Parliament. I don't know what position she occupied, but it must have been pretty high level to be a, a Dame yeah. or whatever. Um, saying, ask a question, should Salman Rushdie have received a knighthood? No, I think it was a mistake. Um, I think we've, you know, he's we've wasted, you know, a lot of taxpayers' money protected him, protecting him. You know, he wrote a, wrote a novel that was extremely offensive to such and such people. It's just like, well, I, I can't sum up anything more wrong with, with a politician <laughs> than what she, what she came out with. You know, that that was that was, that was a long time ago that I saw us, that I saw her um, come out with that. Um, but yeah. I think yeah, NASA, I think, NASA and governments. NASA, NASA, go on. I think if someone came out now and said, right, you know, um, I would, as cheesy as it would be, I want to make America great again. I want to, I want to put us back on the world stage yes. for something good and stuff. We're going to get to Mars within. This what time. would it take? That that person would be. What would it? Would they? What would it take for? I, I think people would respond to it. The human population to go. To, to agree that getting to Mars is a good thing. Is get, and, okay, let's bring up wow, the discussion. Yeah. Is getting to Mars a good thing? Oh, absolutely. I, th- I think it is. I, but, but then why? I do, I, do I struggle to define why it's a good thing? Is it the why do you climb Everest? Is it that kind of because it's there kind of thing? I think it's I think it's human nature to want to progress. Well, I say it's we have to. in some people's yes. nature. I don't think you can say it's human nature to want progress and to want to achieve things. Some people are quite happy to. But for the human race, we have to have progression. We've got we've got to progress. Well, I mean, well, we are progressing. We, we are progressing in so in yeah. in a direction. Even people that don't agree with evolving don't think oh, science is a bad thing or progression is a bad thing. They benefit directly from that progression. Yes. They're all walking around with iPhones, talking to people on the other side of the planet, you know, with with signals being sent through cables that, you know... Yeah, MRI scanners when they go to hospital. (laughs) We were talking about Louis C.K. earlier. I saw (laughs) saw him in an interview where where he said, you know, he says, we're living in the age of of just entitled morons. And he says, you know, he says, people are on their phone and it's going slow. And he's like, why why doesn't it... And he says... Just give I'm, it a minute. It's I'm like, entitled. It's, it's going to space and back. To, it's just, just give it a minute to get to space and back. You know, then I'm he said, entitled to instant internet access. Damn it. Then he said, then he said he's, on the, he's on the plane and he says um, they've got Wi-Fi, a high-speed Wi-Fi on the plane. Yes. He says he's watching YouTube yes. videos and all the rest of it. He says it's the newest thing he knows yes. exists. And he says, of course it breaks down like you know, an hour into the flight. And he says the guy next to him turns and he goes, this is bullshit. <laughs> You've got high speed Wi-Fi on a plane. It works for an hour, and he he says, he says everybody, he says people should be going wow all the time when you're flying. You're going, you know, just under the speed of sound, flying around the world, you know, soaring through the air like a bird. (laughs) Yeah, this is what he's like. Uh, I mean, I wasn't like that all the way to Canada. Obviously, you know, you can't go wow for nine hours, but. Um, I, I mean, I was still quiet and stuff when we were taking off, and Sean was trying to talk to me, and I was like, just jump on a minute, I'm I want to enjoy look, the taking off and stuff, you yeah. know. Um, and I, I was still amazed and stuff. I, I was never, I'd never sit there thinking, oh, bloody hell, this is just a bull leg and stuff, you know. It's just, obviously, flying sometimes in, 
It is. Um, but he's, <laughs> he's going about, you know, people, people talk about their, um, their, their flights as, as though they've, they've spent some time in like an 18th century cattle car or something, you know. So like, oh, yeah. first I had, to, I had to wait, stand in line for 40 minutes. Then oh we checked God. in, and then we, they made us sit on the tarmac for 30 minutes. And then the lady had the cheek to ask whether I wanted then, chicken or beef. Yeah, then he's like, then, he's like, then did you fly through the air majestically <laughs> like a bird? <laughs> you know, so yeah. I, uh, there's a lot of that stuff around, isn't there? It's incredible. I don't really have an answer for you for, for getting to Mars. I, I think, no. other than the fact that it would, you'd have a lot of progress technolo- technologically, scientifically, and all the rest of it, it it's just... I think it, it, well, it there's, there's, like there's, the moon landings, it acts as kind of like a beacon for people yeah. to be chasing. Yeah. And then you can, you can put your, I wouldn't say faith, you can put your admiration in men like Tim Peake or yes. Chris Hubbard or whatever, other astronauts, whatever astronaut it will be. And then hopefully, hopefully we'd end up with children. What would that do for, for, for the female species, the female sex? Species, female sex, female species. If it's a, a, a woman to, to set foot on Mars, there's no reason why it couldn't be. Oh yeah, totally. Unless, yeah. unless, unless they just, unless they weren't, for whatever reason, they just weren't as good a pilot or whatever as, as the next best man. Yeah, because now, Na- I mean, NASA, yeah, gotta have NASA, the NASA, not, NASA not in not not in the business of making like mission decisions for public relations reasons. Yeah. They're not going to choose a woman to. to Command a mission if she's not as qualified as the man. Yeah. But if a woman was more qualified, then obviously they would get yeah. the pick. Yeah, I mean that, that would be ridiculous. That would be ridiculous for for, for the empowerment of women. Um, well, you got you got the new you got the new Star Wars movie that's just come out. So I was just stupid, stupid, yeah. uh, which has got the female lead, massive female lead, and she's fantastic all the way through. I think she's yeah. brilliant all the way through. BB-8 you've is got amazing. you've got BB-8 fantastic. Um, the lightsaber fights, awesome. The lightsaber fights, brilliant. There's a really fun, like there's a really funny. Um, they're, they're, they're proper. Yes. Like when he, when he starts smashing the console up. Yeah. It's like he's all. You yeah, can tell. Pissed off. This is not some kind of what CGI'd. Mm, yeah. You know. And then um, um, you've got uh, Wonder Woman uh, films coming out next year. Uh, or is it the year after? Anyway, the Wonder Woman, uh, that's going to be coming out. She's in Batman vs Superman. So you've got plenty of kind of uh, female role models in pop culture coming out. Um, so, yeah, why what, not? What, would why you not? Th- what do you think? That, do you think it would unite a, a country like that or unite? I think there needs to be a voice... Um, to come out and give an inspirational talk that's going to get the majority of um, the reality TV watchers inspired. And Can anything inspire people like that? I don't, I don't, I don't know, actually. But uh, the, it was a guy in the 70s who did it with the moon landing. Um, you've got the book. Carl Sagan. Yeah, yeah, Carl Sagan. I can't think of his name for some reason. Apologies, Mr. Sagan. See, Lawrence Krause so is kind of like that for me, but he's a bit too... He's really, Lawrence Krause is really funny. I was watching a, a, a lecture for him today, and he, said, he tells this joke. I, might, I don't think I've told you before. I might tell you before. He says this joke. He says, you know, you've got the, the, this dairy farm, and all the cows are, the dairy farm are struggling, and he brings in all these experts to try and figure out why. He says he brings in a, um, a biologist, <laughs> and the biologist says, right, well, you know, the, the, the cows aren't, they're stuck inside all day. They need to see grass and stuff. They need to eat more grass. They need to 
be out in the fresh air and stuff, and you have to have cleaner water and stuff. So it brings a, a, an engineer in, he says, well, you know, the, the machine, the suction cup things you've got here that you put in the rudders, they're, they're a bit too, they're a bit too small and stuff. You, you could get more, this equipment could get more efficient, efficient. and get more milk out. Yeah. He says, the physicist comes in, he says, right, assume the cow is a sphere, <laughs> right? So it's, it's quite funny. That's, I mean, that's as funny as physicist jokes get, isn't it? <laughs> Um, <laughs> but he's like that he's a bit quirky in things but I don't think he's charismatic enough Yeah, um, I don't think he's a I don't think thing. Brian Cox is quite there either no, but he's a massive step yeah yeah to yeah. go from to go from Patrick Moore to, I think to he's Brian a, I Patrick think he's Moore a bit I too, was he's a bit too weedy he's 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 obviously a male yes. but he's very androgynous isn't he yes he's got like, kind of like that yeah it, pop star looks yeah and he's a bit kind of like he looks, <laughs> he looks, you've seen the new um, Time of the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp. He looks like Johnny Depp in that. He's got kind of like a bob cut. He looks like Oh, Depp. yeah, yeah. Okay. Big, big, perfect I've white I've not seen it, but I know. Pearly white teeth. Yeah. He looks like him. I just see, I just see him and I can't get... He is very good and he's done, very, he's done an awful lot because he's, he's, he's brought space back into popular culture. Like I was saying... Uh, I, I mean, I have arguments with people all the time about the royal family and stuff, and now it's just absolute nonsense. I mean, oh, Thomas, no, Thomas Paine, two hundred years ago, knew that it was uh, knew that it was a bad idea, and people are right. I mean, if if someone two cent more than two centuries ago can write a, a book, write well a number of books, Common Sense writes a man, or all the rest of it, you know. What was the other one? Common Sense writes a man. New Age of Reason. Oh no, sorry, Age of Reason. Oh right, yeah, Age of Reason. I knew there's three. Yeah, that's my book. Yeah, you're uh, copyright. Yeah, if, if someone, if someone like that can can figure that, well, okay, the, the royal family is a pretty bad idea. I mean, even if you said that, I said this to you earlier. Even if you said we had to have some sort of um, head of state, I mean, you couldn't go far wrong, Brian Cox. Mm. I mean, are people really are people really telling me seriously that they would pick to have Prince Charles as head of state over Brian Cox? If someone, if someone came to me and said that that's what I believe, I'm like, I don't think I can interact with you anymore. <laughs> because you've got... Yeah, um, but he's waited so long to be king. Imagine that. Imagine it, that yeah. job. <laughs> Wait a few months to die. That's it's oh, terrible, it is. isn't it, really? It is. It's not good. I mean, he has done the Prince's Trust. I'll give him that. That's a, yeah. that's a bloody good organisation. But then, then, you know, that's not... The, the job of the royal family is not to, be, is not to do philanthropy. It's not, that's not their remit. It's not so. I mean, people do bring that up. How but... do you think SpaceX? Um, oh, did you see? Did you see the? the I haven't seen the video of the land of the because they tried to land again. How, how close did they get? Because I'm not seeing. Well, it, it, it landed, but it was very, very icy. And it, it something slipped or broke or something, and it just it literally fell over and. Oh and yeah, but I, I love Elon Musk. He's such, he's such a cool dude. Have you ever seen any interviews and stuff with him? He's nope. just like he's just. Well, you just try, don't you? You just go for it. Well, what if it fails? Well, just try again, then, don't you? You just keep trying. That, that's just what he's like. He's just like, well, you just you just keep going. He's going to do and it. he's kind of like, he, and he's he's completely. Uh, 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 America's great, the greatest country in the world. He's exactly like that, awesome. but he he doesn't say it with any hint of God bless America that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. He doesn't. He says it sincerely and he means it because he's come. He came from a background that that. Um, where those opportunities weren't available to him. Right. So I think people, people like that I look up to because they, they can tell you. Um, like I, I used to know a guy um, that uh, went out with one of my 
ex's best friends. And he came from Romania. Yes, he came over. Uh, he came over. And he said to me, Ash, England is just like. ridiculous. He says, you can make money any way you like. He says, there are no, there's no barriers. He says, I, he says, I see people moaning about, you know, that there's no jobs about and stuff. He says, it's, 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 it's laughable. You can make any money. You can make money any way you want here. Yeah. Which is right. And it's not until you meet people like that you think, yeah. actually, it's bloody right. I yeah. can, I, you know, we've started, what, two, well, I've started, I've started a limited company. You've got a limited company. We've both got one together. It is. It is. paperwork, you know, and if you can write and read, you can, you can more or less do it. Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger said that, didn't he? Because he went over to America and he said, you can make a company like that. Well, they, make, they started building they a firm. Started he said, you couldn't believe how easy it was. He said, well, what do I need? Well, here you go, sign a piece of paper. <laughs> really? That's it? Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, I meant to say, actually, we did talk about idiots last time. Oh, did we? But I did, I did, sure? well, I did watch um, a fascinating series of videos by, I can't remember this guy's name, um, I don't even think I subscribed to it on YouTube, but basically a, a guy that spent 29 years in the USSR came over to America um, and he went and f- went with a video camera filming and interviewing people in the Occupy Wall Street. No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. Uh, what, Occupy Wall Street? Wasn't it Occupy Wall Street? Was it called? Um, was it Occupy? Is it, it's something like Occupy Wall Street, wasn't it? You remember? They had like tents and stuff everywhere. They just camped in Wall Street. Right. Do you remember that? No. Maybe you don't. Maybe they, maybe the BBC didn't report it. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he goes around. He goes around. He goes around and, and films all these people, and he says, "Oh, you know," he says, "What are you going to replace capitalism with?" And he went, "With socialism and stuff." You know, socialism and stuff. It's like, it's like, well, I spent tw- twenty nine years Not in years. the US, USSR, twenty seven years or whatever it was. And he says, "You know," he says, "It didn't work." And he's like, "Well, yeah, of course it did." He's like, "It didn't." No, it really he didn't. says, "If you buy something for ruble and sell it for two you've made profit as illegal. So you can't do it. Then, then you're arguing with him and stuff, saying, you know, and he, he says, you tell me what the difference is between North Korea and South Korea. And I'm like, well, North Korea, everybody has a job. <laughs> These people coming out with this stuff, North Korea, everybody has a job. Oh, well, we won't mention the prison camps like Camp 22 <laughs> with 200,000 political prisoners or, 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 or you know, yeah. total in the country and things like this. Um, then, he, then he asked a, a brilliant question that I've never... I never even thought that before. He said, "What is the impetus to achieve in a in a socialist system? What is the impetus to achieve? Because you imagine, say, what we, you do, yeah, yeah. Says, what would be say if everybody gets paid exactly the same, no matter how hard you work? What is the drive other than the reward of doing the work itself, which is a massive driving factor for me, but it's not the only one? Yeah." What is, the, what is the impetus to go out and work hard? For example, my brother that does a job that he, that he doesn't really like at all, but he does it because he gets paid gets very paid well, man. and it's going to set him up. If he had to do that job for the same price as everybody else. Why would he do it? Why would he do it? He wouldn't do it. The, the, you know, the, uh, capitalism, capitalism has a lot of flaws and things, but the, the benefits far right away the, and then, the, the cons. And then what would happen? So, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing question. And one thing, you know, it's about all these people that, that they've just got, um, 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 uh, they had interviewed one guy, who's like, I'm an anarchist Marxist or something like this. And, I, I think, and the guy was like, well, what do those things even mean? And the guy couldn't answer him. And, and, but one thing that you noticed, that I, I noticed, that jumped out at me, these people were doing nothing. They, they, their time would be much better spent either creating a job, finding work, or doing something to better themselves or their community or their society at, 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 you know, at large, 
But the guy was just walking around on the camera, most of the people just sitting around. Just sitting for, well, what reason? Oh, Wall Street is evil. So, yeah, it might be. But, you know, a lot of things probably definitely do need to change with the banks and all those sorts of things. But sitting around going, oh, we need to change the system completely. I thought thought this guy was was switched on. I've never heard a better question. And now I started thinking about that question. What is the impetus for for achieving or for... I don't think he said achieving. He said, what is the impetus for success or something, he might have said. Um, Like the guy that invented Tetris. I'm sure he... It was owned by the state, wasn't it, for a long time? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know. So, going going back to Mars then, would that... See, it's, it's, it's completely lost an argument. Going to Mars has completely lost an argument because you're not achieving anything. You're achieving a, a meaningless... Well, achieving like a, a, a meaningless journey over a hill to go and find well, it, a cave, but... It depends what you want. I think you have to ask the question something like, what do you want human civilization to achieve? Yes. Well, or so what, is, what's, is what's the, the goal future, of human so what's, civilization? What's the future of human civilization? Is the yeah. future of human civilization on Earth, or is it colonizing other planets like Mars, or is it exploring? I mean, that, that, exploration—that's why it, I like RPGs so much. You know, like uh, like yeah. video game app, like like Skyrim and, and things like. That. I don't really care too much about the lore, even though a lot of people do. For me, it's the exploration. Yeah. It, it's uh, most of those big games, Fallout, for example. I don't even really do the main quest. As ridiculous as that sounds, because obviously the developers put in a heck of a lot of it. We, we, we of played the Destiny beta, and the first thing that we were like, well, what's in this cave? Yeah, running around, running around. As if, as if we can get past all these mobs that could kill us in one swipe, and see if we can get into the back of that cave, and see yeah. what's there. Nothing. Yeah, shit, okay, well, let's now, go back I, there. But, but that, I don't know whether that, that um, instinct is, is in most people. It's definitely in a lot of people. Otherwise, there wouldn't be there wouldn't have been a moon mission. There wouldn't have been Apollo missions. And it must be really tough working at NASA and constantly having to fight this. But do this they, kind of conversation. Do, I, I reckon. I reckon they. If you think of if you think of Interstellar, if you one of the best films I've seen this decade. Yeah, definitely. Hands down. Even though the vocals could have been. They've got sorry? slightly louder when I watched it. The what? <laughs> Oh, you're not joking. <laughs> the vocals. My dad does that all the time to my mum. My dad's going. My dad's going. She'll ask him. She'll ask him something. I'll go. Sorry. And we we smile and then she'll turn around and go. What? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> um, but there's. But I don't think they do fight. They must have so much investment and so much people willing to step up and and. Well, there's, there's, there's a stat project. that Brian Cox said again um, that for every for every do- I think it was something as insane sounding as this for every dollar that was spent um, on space exploration, it's created a million dollars worth of income. For every dollar, something incredibly crazy like that. Because if, well, if you think about, because the MRI came from that, didn't it? Microwaves. So that came from so the, ABS, think of think like of yeah um, think of all the there'll be all of the avenues that have been we created and all the jobs and all the um, technology that's being created because of it it's 
it, I'm, it might not be that drastic, but it is something crazy. Even if it was $10, I mean, it's worth yeah. it. A, yeah. ten times, a 10 times return on your investment. A, a, any investor would be like, of course. Yeah, okay, I'll take that. I mean, it, even if you had a 100% return on your investment, even if you got $2 back for every dollar invested, that's still a ridiculous investment. I mean, most, most people don't ever, most investors, yeah. traditional investors, never see anywhere near that. Double their money, I mean, yeah, but it's it's got to be, it's it's another form of research and technological advancement, isn't it? And if we're, if we as a species are advancing and improving, then that's just another avenue that we can improve on, which therefore opens up all sorts of new doors that we might accidentally stumble on. Things like, I mean, they go on about like, oh, new forms of medicine and things like that. That's never a big one for me. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm I, I'm with like, you on that. I'm as, like, as hard well, as it sounds to it's say like, it. It's like humans, humans do die. You, you can't live forever. Don't, no one would really want to live forever anyway. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, if everyone around you lives forever and if you all live for a very long time, and you, the only reason I'd want to live, live for a long time is to see more, kids, grandkids, yeah. whatever, yeah. and to see more... Um, to achieve more things in life, to, to do more hobbies, to experience more things, yeah. to see more places, and to see the progress of the human yeah. species. But only if it was a, a positive progress. And that, I mean, see, we'll be well. I'll be fifty if we get to if we get to Mars in twenty thirty. I'll be fifty. Yeah, bloody hell. So I'll, I'll possibly see something land on Mars in my lifetime. If if it goes ahead. Because I obviously I, I was I was born too late to see the moon landings. But you need to, I, the only the kind of the first thing as that, much of as much of a moron as Trump is. Uh, I, mean, I I think the, the the petition to not get him to land in the UK is ridiculous. What? Of course he is. Tim, what? What? Hey, what? No, not, not Tim. I said as much as as, as an idiot as, as Donald Trump is. Oh right, so, geez, he, I he thought is, you said there was a petition a, going around. He is a, he's a billionaire. He's a businessman. Yes. he's obviously a person that thinks about ideas and yes. making money, or whatever. Even I mean, did he have, did did it was his father invest or something? I don't know. I don't know his backstory. Even if he says all these things, and uh, and this is the thing, him wanting to ban Muslims from entering the, the yep. US isn't illegal because they're not US citizens. If he turned around and said, I want to deport all Muslims, I want to deport all any other ideological group, that obviously, of course, would be. And he can't do it. The Constitution doesn't allow it. And that's what the that's what United States was set up in the first place for. Yes. For people yeah. fleeing persecution so they could practice their religion or irreligion freely. So to defeat the object of yeah. there being the United, United States, States in the first place. But he's the, he's the type of person that is a, a billionaire. I mean, he knows... And maybe he's got those big ideas... Maybe you need someone like that, like a, like a, a Donald Trump or an Arnold Schwarzenegger. Someone that thinks way outside the box. Well, of then, course, yeah. To well, then be if they are, informed if they say, by Mr. Trump. Can we get to? Are you going to get us to Mars? Of course. Yeah, of course. I've got eight years. We're going to do it in eight years. I mean, then maybe it's impossible. Well, we have to do, it to do years. Or maybe it's set, maybe it'd go right by the end of the next president, president's second term. Perhaps you're going to say Predator, the next Predator movie. By the time the next Predator movie comes out, <laughs> that's our next we're going to be By the time the next good Predator movie comes out, <laughs> but I don't know when this is going to be. Maybe, well, we did maybe Voyager, the Voyager that. missions was five years? I think, was it five or three? What, from start, from inception to... From, from oh my God, we can slingshot to actually launch. I think it was very, very quick. 
the Voyager missions. Because wow. um, they figured out, they figured out, they were like, oh, I wonder whether we could slingshot. Thing is, and then they crunch loads of numbers. Mars can't be much more difficult than getting someone on the moon. It's just the time, like in space, is longer. I know you've got you've, it's bigger gravitational yeah. pull, but well, you have to. The, the the only the only issue with going to Mars is that you have to launch in the particular time where the two planets are in the right orbit. Oh uh, yeah. Um, so I don't know where that is because well, obviously I'm not an astrophysicist. I don't know whether it's the Earth on one side of the Sun and the Mars on the other side of the Sun, so that you can slingshot into it as it's coming round, or whether they need to be close to each other so that you can use some gravity. I don't know, but the, the, I think that's the only the mind power it must take to work oh out. Oh my God, the trajectory well, of that. The, the other thing, the other thing, they're working out. This was one of the things on the Stargate. That the mind power and the that. Um, Einstein's special theory of relativity, not the general theory, the special theory, which is uh, talking all about gravitational waves and everything, They're, they were trying to find some pulsars. Pulsars are um, stars which are something stupid, like 100 billion times more dense and more mass than our sun in a sphere that's 20 miles wide. 20 miles big, insanely dense, but they yeah, spin they, so quick, they, they uh, rotate up to 600 times a second. So they get a constant um, constant radio blip, so you can hear them, blah, 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 you can hear them through the radio telescopes and everything. So they were trying to find some of those, um, because they're very, very good clocks to, to kind of gauge how old the universe is and how far away we're drifting and things. And, but they, 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 can't, they can't just look at it and then say... Okay, this is we we can see it blipping, we can see the rotation. Uh, this one's rotating 490 times a second. They can't just say that because there's loads of other galaxies in the way which are distorting the the waves that are coming back that we're receiving. So they have to allow for that. So all the galaxies and everything that this pulsar, is, the the light that the pulsar's emitting. All the galaxies which are near it, the light is passing by or near or through, are all affecting the light. So we've got to allow, all our calculations have got to allow for the, what do they call it? Um, well, there's a thing called gravitational lensing. But lensing, that's it, gravitational lensing. So they had to account for all the gravitational lensing that this light was emitting for every pulsar that they're measuring. It's nuts! How many bloody calculations do you have to work out? You've seen The Martian, haven't you? Fantastic film. Yeah. Brilliant film. You know, the, 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 I was really pleased the, about the, that. The, the, the young guy, the young black guy, the, the guy goes into his room and it, it's like coffee everywhere. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he runs and he, he's sitting next he to his out. laptop yeah. with all his big supercomputers. I mean, yeah. that's what they must use. I mean, because yeah. he, I mean, God knows what. I mean, I've, I've, I couldn't even begin to understand what, how you even start that, you know. Um, well, they were saying as well that the, the, the things from the pulsars are proving Einstein's theory every single time they get the data, but I don't even know how that's possible. How, how it keeps proving the theory to be correct, I don't know what, obviously I don't because I'm not astrophysicist, but I don't know what numbers you have to put into the equation to, to work out the gravitational lensing and, or, um, uh, what was it? Is gravitational lensing. Yeah. How, yeah. how the gravitational lensing affects the light beam. I saw Lawrence Krauss talking about it. He showed, he showed an image where they had, um, it was a picture of a galaxy and they were like these, these thin 
like slivers of like blue light around it. Okay. And people are like, what? The? It's like an artifact on the image or something. And then they realised it was what Einstein predicted, but said would never be observed, which was no a galaxy way. behind that galaxy. Behind the galaxy. Yeah, and the the light is being wow. focused like a lens, and you could it was a, it was an image of the galaxy behind that galaxy. Oh my word! I can't, I can't remember what lecture it is, but if you search Lawrence Krauss, there's tons of lectures and things like he's brilliant. So interesting, and obviously I. We've not been, I've not been told anything or taught anything about it, but just trying to get your head around the fact that we've got an equation that allows us to figure out how much this light is bending because of the gravitational influence of a galaxy that's 100 million light years near this beam of light that we're looking at. It's just staggering. I, I, Act, acting on groups that like yeah. individual photons. Yeah, and that, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was so. They were saying um, they were saying that the there's got two gyroscopes. I'm bouncing across subjects. They've got two gyroscopes on the uh, International Space Station, and uh, one one on each end. And the gyroscopic effect of the mass of the spin um, balances out and stabilizes this, the space station as it's going around in its orbit, because you get little things that might hit it or move it across or a gravitational pull from Jupiter might twist it or something or the light photons from the sun could hit the solar panels and slightly move the space station out of orbit the photons from the sun so they've got these massive gyroscopes which they have to keep kind of um, recalibrating every, every see I have every, no idea that, that every is, so that many that even you thing, have so to watch yeah, you have yeah, to watch the program where they where they show what a gyroscope does in, in space because it's sat there and it's spinning I'm holding a pencil up at the moment so I'm holding a pencil up and it's like 45 degrees and the gyroscope will spin at 45 degrees and it doesn't matter what you do to it you can knock it you can hit it you can slap it it'll just stay at 45 degrees wherever you move it to and then you can twist it and you can put it on another another plane and it'll stay on that plane and you can knock it around and it'll stay on exactly that just because of the, the way mass works when it's spinning it's incredible it's amazing and then you've got people who are astronauts who have to go up and deal with all this and be able to cook and be able to keep fit and be able to mind boggling do space wars that's the thing like, like, dad said to me well, like, you know, people like John Young and Charlie Duke especially John Young were, were household names back in the day yeah he said they were the types of people that were like almost, almost superstar status you know because he'd been on how many Apollo missions and well that's I suppose that's twice. one good thing about social media because people know who Tim Peake is yeah I mean Tim Peake's had I mean they were, they were even talking about doing a, um, a massive international blink uh, wink at him where everybody turns their lights on and off when the space station goes over England. Oh, so he gets like a, amazing. <laughs> whether that would that would be epic if we could get like the whole country just to kind of flash the lights when he was going over. That would be cool. But and I don't you could film it. Yeah, yeah. And you could. Like, I mean, what? how cool would that be? Yeah. To bring back a video of England flashing at him. Incredible. Yeah. Awesome. I, I think I so think that's it's, I think that's enough a reason in and of itself just to. Work. Just to achieve it, just to get footage of someone stepping onto Mars. But we need to get that them. into households. Yeah. How do you get that into households? How do you make it accessible to the to the general population uh, household? People, uh, the trouble because is nobody that, watches people, Stargazing Live. People don't equate that achievement with 
um, giving them motivation to achieve something better in their lives. That's what, that's what I think it is. But, but people will happily retweet a photo of Kim Kardashian's bum. So like how, I saw, can we get, uh, how can we get the entire world's population to retweet a picture of planet Earth taken from the ISS through the little orbital, um, uh, not the orbital, the, the observing hole that they've got, where they, could, they, they wake up and the first thing they see is planet Earth. And if they look the other way, they see Jupiter. Apparently Jupiter is really bright when you get out of Earth's atmosphere. How can we get the world's population getting excited? I mean, it's not my job. Well, is it my job? I don't know. Is it our job to get the world? <laughs> it's not really, because we haven't got enough. But there's, there's well, why somebody, can, why can be? somebody needs to have the job of getting the world excited about talking to Tim Peake about what Jupiter looks like from the International Space Station and to get everybody wanting to go to Mars. Because there's, there's a queue of people wanting to go to Mars. One way trip to Mars. There was a queue of people going, yeah, I'll do that. I'd do it. I'll do that. If I, if I didn't have a family One coming trip. and, and Siobhan, I'd do it, yeah. Loads of people. I think there was a, a programme which I haven't watched, which was talking to all the people who had applied for it a few months ago. I don't know what, I don't know whether it was on the BBC or what. But That's crazy, isn't it? I mean, there's, I there's people who were going, yeah, I'll, I'll do but, that. Like I saw, um, uh, sort of unrelated, but it links back to... to I think what we're talking about. I saw a, a, a young girl with a, a single mother in America that works at McDonald's, earns seven dollars fifty an hour, or whatever. Yep. Obviously pushing for yep. fourteen dollars an hour, fifteen dollars an hour, or whatever. Um, because they think it's their right to be paid that much. It's like, well, it's not a skilled job. That's why it's paid minimum wage. It's not a career job. It's for people that are between college or whatever, or high school or type of job. It's not, because it's not a high school job. Yeah. But the attitude of this woman was, well, I'm, I, I'm struggling to get by. At no point did she say, right, well, I think I can... Or at no point did it even probably enter her mind that, right, well, I can probably go down the library in my spare time and learn some things. I could probably spend less time on Facebook and Instagram and God knows what else. Um, I could probably do... Pull another job. Whatever, whatever else, and there's, there, there are loads of people saying this. This, this, I really feel for this woman. You know, she's single woman. This she, is she why, be paid this more. Is why the world sucks. But just as many people saying this is America, land of opportunity. Yeah. This is such and such. So I mean, would I mean would say if there, say if there's a black woman going to Mars for a, like a, a, a US astronaut. Yes. Yes. Would would well they're not even astronauts. Would they? would that per, that single mother on seven fifty. Seven dollars fifteen an hour. Would she then? Aspire. This is what I want. Yeah, this is what I know would happen. Would she then look up to her and go, "Well, I, I, can, I can, I can do this." Would it inspire people, or would they not link the two? That's what I'm trying to say. Would so they, would not, they link not link the, the fact that there's a black lady who's going to? Space. Or anybody, it doesn't I mean, that that's yeah, just yeah, a yeah, particular yeah. example. To, would, would anybody to that's not personal achievement? I can do that. Yeah, well, something I can achieve, or is that, or is that? Oh, well, she's because I, because I do. I, I see I like that's in peak and peak. And Chris Hadfield writing that. I oh. mean, he's, he's written a few books now, hasn't he? I've got one. I need to read one. I've got one from for Christmas. I've not um, read the one that uh, you've got. I need to grab it. What's it called? Photography one. I can't remember what it's called. Might just be called no, there's, space. There's one, there's one that's just a, the book. That, what was the book that he wrote? I'm not sure. Why am I so bad at remembering book names? I thought you had it. Yeah, I know, I've got two, mate. I've got loads of books I've, so I haven't read. Oh, I can't think. I, I just bought another old copy of um, 
Lord of the Rings with a cover that I've never seen before because oh. it was like it was in the charity bookshop in Tesco. That <laughs> brilliant. And I found, oh, it, I love Lord found a bit of Mark Twain, a couple of um, a couple of other ones. But yeah, I always wondered that would would that would that inspire people if someone said, right, look, we've got an academic of people that are just entitled here, not just in the US, but I'm only talking about US because yeah, yeah, yeah. because that's where NASA's based, but around the world. Say if it was like a joint effort, yeah, ESA, Russia, China, whoever. Indian Space Agency now. Um, if it was, everybody came together and said, right, we're going to do a joint effort, like they do with CERN, like there's all these nationalities and, and languages, and they overcome those barriers because they're all working for a single thing. Right, we're going to put people on Mars, just throw money at it, resources, all the rest of it. Not necessarily just money, but they throw resources at it, and we're going to do it. And this will then inspire I think, people to I write. Think, I think the people that you need to be inspiring are the kids. You need to be getting into the kids at school and getting them inspired so that when they ask what do you want to be when, they, when you grow up they're not saying oh, I want to be famous I want to be famous like Kim Kardashian you want to say I want to be an astronaut like because that's what that's what, when you were asked what you wanted to be when you grow up it was like oh well I want to be a snooker player um, or I wanted to be a what, forensic to be scientist or like so and so and um, for a long time I wanted to be a pilot I knew, I knew what, you want to be I, a pilot I, I used to build a lot of uh, model planes yeah, but like the tornadoes and F-15s cool. and things, I wanted to be a fighter pilot or something, but... Um, I never thought... I always had fight. it in my head that I needed maths and things like this, and I, I, no, no one was around, that's a problem, no one was around to ask, no one knew how to, how to get it, and no one had the, no one had the knowledge to, to explain to me how I could find the knowledge. Yeah. It wasn't, that, it wasn't that I needed, oh, well, you need to tell me what information I need to be a fighter pilot. I needed to know... Where I need to go to find this information. Exactly. That's what I need to find out. It it brings back something. After I came out of the the military, I wanted to try and go into. I thought maybe the police would be a good thing because you can spend time at home and stuff. It's still. Maybe I can go into the firearms. I think it was CO19 or something in London. And there's a few. It might be something different now. Rang up a police guy in. um, or some police job centre type thing and, and speaking to a guy. Could not have been more unhelpful. Really? Yeah. I don't know where it was. I was trying to ask asking him, right, what would the... I said, what route do I need to go down to get... It? Obviously, you can't just go walk off the street and just start training. I've thing. just finished in the Marines. I to, want to come into the police force. What do I do? Well, well I wanted to know. I said, I said right, I obviously have to be... Do I, is it best to start getting like a community yeah. support officer job so then yeah. I've looked at more favourably when a, a police job comes yeah. available? Um, th- then do I spend oh I, I, I can't really give that inf- I don't really have the information I can't really give you that information it, it was just it, it couldn't have been more unhelpful I just thought well screw you then I did, then I didn't go down, down that avenue because it, well, I, I, I wouldn't have done it anyway but um, it just seems like yeah it's difficult to find to find people that can tell you right here's how we go about getting that, that knowledge which it's got to be easy now as well with the internet. Right? <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, easy. now it's... You've got even, access even, to even information then, now. Even then, there's still plenty of stuff. Like, I mean, I've got that HyperX, that Hoyt HyperX boat. Yes. There's no, there's no, no reviews, reviews on, on there online. And then it's only just come out. It's, no, it hasn't. Oh, has it? It's been out a few months. Oh, has it? Okay. Yeah. Because these 20, 2016 boats are always released sort of October, November time. Some of them don't start getting into dealerships until around this time. Right. Um, but still, you would have thought all the magazines and stuff would have had them and they would have done reviews and... I don't know, people... Oh, people. So, well, yeah, I don't know, magazines and... 
again, it's always going back. I always try and think of the people who are shooting the bows. What's the what? What's the sort of person who is shooting that bow? The sort of person who is shooting that bow is an archer who wants to be very accurate when he's shooting his targets. Is he necessarily going to have a YouTube channel? Yeah. I suppose it's not a type of bow that you just buy. You just walk in and go, oh, yeah, I like that one. Yeah. I, I mean, I was researching it for a while. I was thinking, oh, do I stick you with Hoyt? You knew you were going to get it. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't have got if it. Wasn't, if it wasn't as nice yeah, to yeah, shoot true. as the uh, Nitrum, I, I wouldn't have got it because it it's not worth spending that much money on yeah. something that's, that's not going to be a, a jump up. But yeah, it, see, I always think about that because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find, at the moment, I'm trying to find, uh, well, I've, I've found it. I know which camera I'm going to get. But I want a, a medium format. Pa- I love panoramics. Love panoramic, uh, panorama photos, panoramic photos, um, and I want to do some film stuff. So I want to do a medium format, uh, which is slightly larger than the traditional thirty-five millimeter film. Uh, I want to do a medium format panoramic off film photo, photo set. Photography. Um, and the the camera I want is a Fuji six, uh, a GL six seventeen. Which is six centimeters. Six seventeen is the size of the negative. So the negative is six centimeters high by seventeen centimeters long. That's the negative. So the camera is this big, and it shoots the negative that's six by seventeen. And I can find on YouTube and the internet one review of it. I just want to see what it looks like to shoot. Um, and obviously, if you go back ten years, we didn't have YouTube, so. You will have had to have go, gone to a shop somewhere or found about it, found it in a shop. But then I wouldn't have had the internet to find out what it was. So I would have had to have spoken to somebody to find out that this camera even existed. So it's so. But but the people who own that camera aren't the sort of people who have got a YouTube channel. That's what I'm trying to get at. The people who have got YouTube channels are the people who are putting on the makeup and. And trying try to get trying trying to get famous by doing all the different plats. And there's something fantastic YouTube channels out there. I'm not getting I'm not like dissing people with YouTube channels because I've got one and you've got one, we've got one together sort of thing. I'm the artist and away thing. But the the type of information that I'm looking at is very difficult to find because it's a very specialised, hmm. very very specialist in a very specialist subject um, piece of information. <laughs> so when, once I get it. I'm going to put it up on my YouTube channel. It's it's kind of what annoys me about, um, I say traditional archery, like target archery and things. It, it is that I was looking at um, a guy called Mike. Uh, I think he's I think his name is Schlosser. Schlosser. I think he's Schlosser. Yeah, he's, he's a, a Dutch guy. Um, he's known as Mister Perfect. Yeah, he shot like a six hundred. So every single arrow went in in the ten. It was a practice round, I think. So he yeah. shot sixty arrows. Scored a ten each time, um, so I think a ten from twenty yards is about an inch and a half, something like that. I think it's an inch and a half. So you're talking about inch and a half groups. I mean, yeah. uh, twenty yards is pretty good. Um, I can hit. I can hit some of those, but I'm you not hit near. Over, can't hit them over sixty. Not over sixty arrows. No, crazy. <laughs> I don't think I've ever tried, but there's. Well, I, I mean, I that's, never that's... would. But I can't. I, I was. In, I was like. What sort of release does he use? You know, what sort of draw length and stuff? I was quite. I was, does he do any interviews where he talks about technique? Nothing. Nothing. I can't find anything on the entire internet <laughs> unless there's something written in in you know, Dutch or something. Yeah. Um, I, I can't. It's crazy. 
Yeah, this is one of this is one of the best shooters in the world. Hoyt, pro staffer, all this sort of stuff. I, I can't find anything. Uh, you know. Well, that's how, that's how we met Jim, the, that Grizzly Jim, because yeah. I wanted to know all more about traditional archery. So you search traditional archery on YouTube. Archers don't seem to be the kind of people who have YouTube channels. So one of the only people on there is a guy called Jim who. I watched all of his videos. But I guess dropped him a message, and then we went, went down and kind of got on with him quite well. So that's really well. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, patience, it is. Awesome. Yeah, not quite well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was good. We yeah, need was... to do. We need to get him on the podcast. That feels good. Yeah, it's completely yeah, new. Really I was just like, this is this is amazing. Yeah, that was a game changer as well. Um, that was a game changer. But th- that's the thing. The, the the sort of information that I'm now looking for is a very specialist part of a very specialist subject I'm, and there's not I'm many do a, people I'm going to do an interview on that Hyper Edge even though I'm not an interview or a review a review sorry an interview that's it so I'll record it uh, I'll record it for you, you know. this yeah, is you, my this is my Hyper Edge and it's really really good and if I pull it back and let it go it's going to be straight into the middle of the target I have to it's really good it's really good I really like it Hoyt, well done. I'll have to make sure my pronunciation. <laughs> your pronunciation. My pronunciation. Drop, don't drop any of your T's. Yeah. Right, have we got anything left on our little list? Um, we've got... What's your workspace going to be like in Canada? Right, so... Um, me and Siobhan have been thinking about um, what sort of house we'd like, what sort of... Uh, I think our life house... That kind of thing is, is going to be uh, uh, one and the same. Really. Okay. We want a lot of land. Yep. I think I think I've worked out that um, a hundred acres, a hundred acres in a square. Yeah. If you had a square, you're likely to get a perfect square, hundred acres. But um, it would be one point two kilometers by one point two kilometers. I hate you. It's a long way. <laughs> but you can get hundred acres quite. Why, why, why do you do? Why do you do eighty acres and then just have well, we, we, a we, kilometer? I, I found a place on on. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. I think it's called Land and Ranch or Ranches Only or something. Uh, Canadian uh, property website. Um, one place had like 220 acres. The lake that it had on the grounds was seven acres. <laughs> seven acre lake. Where do you live? Um, oh, yeah, I've got my own lake. But Occasionally yeah, I go out into the middle kind of, of the lake. We kind of want like a, a symmetrical house built around a big central library study, learning, relaxing, chart room. No TVs in there or anything else like that. Lots of books, um, sofas and comfy stuff at one end, um, acoustic guitar, grand piano, stuff like that. Yeah, sex swing um, down the far side. What's that? Sex swing down the far side. Exactly, yeah. Thing. Secret cubby hole. To, yeah, yeah. Christian Gray's then, little red Down room. the other end, we were, um, <laughs> I took my sister and her boyfriend to uh, um, Harry Potter, the Warner Bros. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Yeah, I got, I got a very, very excited even if, photograph. Even of if you don't like Harry Potter, I don't like Harry Potter. <laughs> the sets and everything are, are unbelievable, and they've got okay. everything there. The amount of work that goes into, say, building Dumbledore's office or something, yeah, and it looks amazing. And with Dumbledore's office, when you go in there, it's um, his desk sits on like a, a, a raised, yep. um, plinth. Yeah, yeah, like a like a raised raised bed sort of thing. And there's two sort of mini staircases that go up around it onto it. Okay. We thought, right, that would be great to have one end. My desk could go on there. I could look down across stuff, but my desk like would King. be facing out, and then we'd have big windows looking out. We saw quite commonly in Canada was to have okay. um, sort of like the frontage of the house or one end of the house to have big, um, sort of like a triangular shaped window, but that was split in half down the middle. 
So two, oh, two, right. two, yeah, two yeah. triangular-shaped windows, yeah. and then, and then uh, uh, sort of door-shaped ones down the bottom. So it's basically the whole wall was a window. Oh, cool. That would look out onto the land that we've got or whatever. Um, and then we'd have downstairs on each side of that would have kitchen dining room on one side, um, and then uh, music room uh, that would be fully sort of soundproof. So a drum kit and guitar amps and all that stuff. You can't play drums, can you? Uh, well, well, no, but we could learn. Could, I mean, you might have a kid that wants to play drums, so you just you do band jams in there. You know? Then the other room would drums be drums and guitar. I know the other room would be like some sort of cinema room, so you'd have yeah. a projector in there, and you could go. You, you know, so so the TV is away from yes, stuff. You actually have yeah. to go in there. If the kids want to go really in, there, intentionally like, go and you, click you, the Cardassians up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no cable or anything like that. You just got a DVD player. <laughs> um, then upstairs, you just have the bedrooms, but the, the middle thing was reruns of the top. Um, I just had an image. Sorry, I just had an image of you walking into your DVD room and just pulling out one of the curve, curve your enthusiasm episodes because that's all the things exactly. that you've got. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can go, you can go watch some TV if you want, but you've got yeah. season four of Curve Your Enthusiasm. The teachings of Larry David, <laughs> yeah, Saint Larry. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, but I, I really, I really wanted um, a, a one of the resolute desks. Yes. So they do these replicas. Yeah. So there's, uh, I think the, the Queen has one, and the President has one. Years ago, and they've yeah. got carvings on and stuff. Really you cool. can see it in. Um, you can see it really well in. Oh, um, what's that film? I don't know. National that. Treasure. Oh right! Oh, okay. Yeah, National Treasure. Um, but, uh, it's the second one. National Treasure. Book of Secrets. They okay. go and they. It, I mean, it's my favorite. It's one of my favorite sort of guilty pleasure type films. You know, I've never it's seen it. Nicholas so I'm going to go grab it now. Now you know. Nicholas you've got Cage to see overacting. It's just easy to watch. It's just a bit of a cheesy story, but it's just like yeah, it's easy to watch. I've got. I've got. I'll show the background. I shall buy it. Um, and uh, yeah, so I wanted one of those, and, and just that's the type of set we wanted. Really, maple trees, so we could produce maple. Syrup, so um, amazing. So maple syrup is literally just a sap from a maple tree. They tap tap trees, yeah, and, and ten liters makes about a liter of maple syrup. They, they, so how do you make it? Oh, okay. So there is a process. process. It's I'll, not, I'll, it's I'll not watch just it on YouTube a couple of times. Okay. But so when, I can make bacon. You can make the maple syrup. Exactly. Breakfast sorted. Well, when we're in Vernon, which is um, Vernon is a town about an hour north of Colonia, which is a, uh, a city in uh, sort of towards the east of. It's kind of like the central British Columbia, but okay. a bit more on it, a bit more on like sort of east of east of the central line, uh, about six seven hours from Vancouver, uh, drive east. Um, they're like quite a big town, fifty thousand people in the Greater Vernon area. They've got a, got an ice hockey team and got on hotels, whatever else. But loads and loads of farming land, and they had numerous people that were just kind of like hobby farmers and they would come and sell their stuff at these organic markets yeah, okay. farmers markets yeah, yeah. and every Tuesday and Thursday for god a lot of most of the year there would be outside in the car parking lot of, of cow tyre which is the ice rink there cow tyre <laughs> you go see the Vernon Vipers um, the Vernon Vipers yeah we went me and just one went it was awesome good yeah it was amazing yeah amazing um, like hockey eh? but uh but yeah, it's just it's just a different just a different way of life though. But we thought, right, well we can I'll still write and everything, but if I get a bit um bored. I mean I'll never get bored, but if I if I just want a different word. pace yeah. of life, you yeah. know. Because <clears throat> um, it is on it is on my mind a lot of the time, you know, you write and then you like, okay, we're waiting for reviews now, or is this one gonna sell or 
I need to keep advertising this. Or you're always thinking about something, yeah. and it might be nice just to, after I've done a bit of that, just to step back and go right. I'm gonna put it on the back burner. I'm gonna now. play the guitar. Now I'm gonna go and do some medicine. Right, right. I'm gonna go spend a lot, spend a few years writing a novel and stuff, and putting time yeah. into that at my own pace, not yeah. feel rushed. Um, do a bit of you know farming, sell some apples and fruit and maple syrup and Christmas trees and because you know, you'd, you'd end up you'd, you'd never get you, it would never get dull because you'd end up with like a couple of days where you were writing uh, and then always in the back of your mind when you're writing you're like oh Saturday I'm going to go I'm, I'm going with Billy Bob Joe Jim to go and hunt some elk Billy Bob Joe Jim Billy Bob Joe Jim to go and hunt an elk so we're, we're going elk hunting on Saturday and then on, oh, on Tuesday I've got, to, I've got to go and empty the tap the, the uh, maple syrup tap and what do we call it? And then, exactly, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, on Sunday I'm going to go walk around at my 3D target on my 1.2 kilometre square plot of land with them. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, I'm going to go that, for a swim in my legs. That sort of lifestyle is, is I, I can't think of anywhere, I, some places in America you could do it obviously because yeah. they've got the land, but um, yeah. kind of just, well, we just found another place and the, the people were just, John and Julie who we stayed with were just amazing. Yeah. Never met anybody like them because they were kind of like, Nothing was a problem to them. That they weren't yeah. they weren't mega high flyers, even though they're both intelligent people. Yeah, um, I think that's that's, that's just me at the moment. I'm I'm in such a kind of a happy, content, comfortable place with what I'm doing. Nothing's a problem. Yeah, I was like, because you said yesterday the the targets come. I was like, oh, brilliant! I'll come down tomorrow. Yeah, it's fine. It's not a problem. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I've got it's not like oh, can I do it? Uh, you oh, know, I don't know. Is my missus going to? It's like me even, yet? even you know the the stupid things of taking. This is going to sound really stupid when I say it on the podcast as well. Taking the lid off the kettle to fill the kettle properly with water takes three seconds longer than just pouring it straight down the spout. I'll quite happily take the lid off the kettle now. That's a metaphor for my life at the moment. Yeah. I'm in such a comfortable place. You're still, that I'm still quite happy. Done, yeah, you know, you I've know, got you... time to spend that extra two seconds taking off the lid of the kettle to fill it. <laughs> it's, but it's it, it's just a, it's just an interesting kind of mental state to be in. Nothing's too much of a hassle. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to that that sort of next stage. I see it as a next stage to 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 my life. Really, it is it's sort of having kids and doing that. That obviously means we've got our first one on the way, first of August, which is which one, which is why I work it sort of work my ass off now and then hopefully I can just I will, well not hopefully I will take a bit of time off yeah. and just um, not do so much but even then we'll still be able to get I'll still be able to get plenty done because it, it, you know Siobhan will take some time off yep. a lot of time off you know um, he does sleep at some point he or she all the time yeah and then if we get out so that's what I was going to say with me and Siobhan I've got our English test our, it's called IELTS I think it's International English Language Testing Association you know. Okay. Um, so it's an internationally standard, standardised test that you do uh, reading, writing, listening and uh, conversing with somebody. It takes over a, plays over a whole day. Okay. Um, 150 quid a pot though, each. Don't fail it. No, we won't, we won't fail it. It's, it's, I've had a look at the... Yeah, exactly. I've read some of your books. If I fail, <laughs> yeah, if I fail it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if, you're, if you fail it, I'm pulling you back on all those me, corrections me, you gave yeah, me when me, I was writing my articles. You mean Chris and I? <laughs> me and Chris, me and Siobhan. Siobhan and I. Siobhan and um, I. Yeah, so we've got that, so I'm putting all the paperwork in, and then that's kind of like a two-stage thing. We get a work visa first, and then um, I think we'll just go over as, as soon as we can, as soon as that comes through. We are, I was contemplating waiting and 
for residency, but that can take sort of two years. So how 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 quickly does the work visa go? Because if I go over I and see Kelly and Ryan at some point this summer, and you're already over there, then I could knock on your door and go, "Hey, Ash, how you doing?" Road trip. Road trip. We're going to go and see Kelly. Let's go. It'd be about a fifteen-hour drive. I don't yeah. know how long it'd be. Really no, long drive. But it, it I don't doesn't know who, matter. Might be, it doesn't matter in there. Law of sod. Law of sod. You'll probably be right in the in the middle between Ryan and Kelly. So I'd have to go Kelly and then you where's, and then Ryan. Where's Ryan? Ryan's Calgary. Oh, uh, Calgary. So you're you're about Kelly's six hours from Vernon, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Not too bad. And Toronto's other side. But yeah, you're not going to get stuck stuck in traffic at every corner. <laughs> you're like, oh my god. <laughs> Next corner. Oh my god. <laughs> It's not, going to take, it's not going to take you three hours or two hours to do 40 miles down the M1. Um, which and I'm not you know, going to hit on the way back home. Yeah, you know, stick it cruise control. The roads are just nice. You know, Highway 99 was just nice. Um, it shit my Galanto. Do you, know what, do you know what I bought? I bought TourDeCanada.com. You bought what? TourDeCanada.com. So you thinking, bought that website? Yeah, I, I, I thought... TourDeCanada? They, they do. I was like... They do all these, they do all this bloody Tour de France and stuff like that, and it's it's all right. But Canadian scene is unbelievable. <laughs> and we saw them. We were in Whistler when they did a, 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 a Vancouver to Whistler bike ride. There's like okay. hundreds of people, and I thought, why don't they do like a world? They do like a one day thing in Montreal and Quebec. And I was like, well, Quebec, you know, Quebec, I've heard is just you know um, horrible. Uh, I mean, okay. the French-speaking part. Everybody, if you live in Quebec, everybody sorry. that we met was just like they were. They're just separatists. They just don't want anything to do with the rest of Canada. It's like, what? Why? Okay. It's really strange. No one liked them. Even I met, even met guys that were like French Canadian, and then yeah. moved out there, going, "I never live there." Again. <laughs> never get back to Quebec. Yeah, because like one guy said, I, I bought a property there with loads of land and things, and I was even though I was French-speaking, they, I was just an outsider. They wouldn't talk to me or anything. He said it took me six years to sell the place. Oh my god! Yeah, go figure. Wow. Um, okay, so yeah, don't go there. Well, that's so where, where where are you trying to go? Where but, is? Well, we'll, we'll start. We'll start in Vernon. You're going to start in yeah. Vernon. It's, it's known. So as is the, that renting? Yeah, so we'll have to rent Vernon. first. Yeah, it's known as the Okanagan. Okay. Um, so Okanagan is that little bit. It's kind of like yeah. the California of, of Canada. So they get the mildest winters, more or less. Um, 35 degree, 40 degree summers. I mean, it was still warm when I, when I was there biking and that was, you know, mid-October. Wow. <laughs> Blue, I mean, you've, well, you've seen the pictures. Blue skies. Yeah. Just, you can see for like 50 kilometres down to, down to Kelowna. It was crazy. Um, it did start to chill down a bit towards the end of October, but it was, it was always sunny. It was crazy. So you're in a very, you're in a very lucky... Loads of stuff grows. Well, I'm not going to say lucky because it's hard work. Um, well, fortunate position, yeah, absolutely. Fortunate, yeah. Very fortunate position that you are able to work anywhere you like. Pretty much, In yeah. that your income isn't kind of location-based because you write. Um, so it's, it's, it's very, very cool that you can kind of just up and go. I mean, yeah. I, could, I could up and go as well, but I haven't got the security of being able to create income. Um, what's the word? Straight away. Yeah, kind of instant income. Things that I've got, I've got language translations of, of the complete calisthenics books that, that aren't out yet. There's, yeah. there's um, they've still the language. We've got Korean as well now. Oh really? Yeah. So that's I know they're still. Is that North Korea or something? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I know they're still in talks with the Russians to, to get that, but they they've only just got back off their okay. Christmas break like about a week ago. That would so be so. epic though. That would be massive. Um, 
So that'd be seven languages, obviously including English, but that's, that's a given anyway. You know all those Russian videos of the people doing um, uh, chin-ups on the top of skyscrapers oh, off, yeah. the, off the mate's hand sort of Madness. thing? Imagine that with a guy with a complete calisthenics book in his hand. It's not, it's not me going you should there, pay. No, no, you should pay some Russian guy to do that with a complete calisthenics book in his hand, just doing right. chin-ups with his mate, wow, and send a viral video out across the world. That'd yeah, this is, this is how you train to uh, do chin-ups on the amazing. top of a skyscraper. Yeah, so, so I'm hoping that, you know, I can earn a little bit of money from those, from each translation, once they're all out, and that should, that should help give yeah. you know, steady supply and stuff. I mean, I, I, still, I still do work on that every day, so I'm doing emails and gone as well as for that every day, um, and I've got to obviously continue to do that for as long as... Yeah, I can't see. I, I can't see how there'd be yeah. an issue with your application because, like we were saying, you're not, you haven't got the only impact you've got on the Canadian economy is a positive impact because you're not taking any jobs away because you're completely self. Well, I'd have to set up a. a I'd have to employ accountants. I have to. Yeah, so you have I mean, to everyone does everything their own tax positive over there. Everything even, is positive. Even, you're not. You're not taking jobs away. If I went over there, I would be taking a photography job away from somebody every time I got a photography job. If that makes sense. If I got yeah, a photography job, I would be taking that photography job away from a Canadian citizen. So I suppose so. You're, but, you're completely but did but contact like with your jag, like with your Jaguar yes. um, deal now that you've got. Yeah. Would that have come about if you'd not approached them? Oh right, no, no. So go. that's that's a job that I've created that's for myself. What, so that is true for you for, for yeah. probably quite a few of them. Yeah. 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 Totally. I, yeah. 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 You've got to give yourself some credit. I mean, this. this I know, I know what you mean, though. Yeah. I know what you mean. If, if it's a completely creative job, if you're creating something out of, um, obviously not. No, that, that sounds a bit sort of big-headed. No, but but like out of thin air, an idea that didn't exist before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got a book that didn't exist before, it's not like it was waiting there just for somebody to come along and write it. Yeah. So, I mean, so, I suppose some book comes out. Um, but if you're the first one to get there or whatever. But if, if for instance, um, the Dodge garage in Calgary, this is, this is the only way I'm kind of thinking about the difference between me and you going over. Because um, I'd love to go to Canada, for the record. I would absolutely flat out love to go to Canada. I think it'd be fantastic. Um, and I might, might well look at it once I'm a little bit more established. I mean, if you, if you go, if you go um, in, and confident in terms if you go of in being summer, able to I mean, turn up. Being able to turn in um, photo shoots in terms of well, I mean, you think about it. If you earn, if you earn enough money in six months a year, or whatever, if you if you have a you know you think right, well, I can get most photos and they look best summer months or whatever. Yeah. And go to Canada for. I mean, oh, you can yeah, spend yeah. six oh, months God, in this yeah. country even if you don't want to emigrate or anything. You can spend six oh, months God, here, six months cool. there. That would be cool. Yeah, I could quite, quite, yeah, that would be cool. That, yeah, because uh, uh, yeah. if you if you earn enough money for oh, six months a year, which you probably will do, so I could, no, I no, could earn true. money for six months, and then I could go to Canada and do, do all my landscape photography, and then come back and sell it. Kelly, I'm coming over. We're going to do some landscape photography. Then, Ryan, you, don't, then you don't need to worry about Ryan. Work, work, I mean, stuff. well, you'd have to get work visa <laughs> and stuff. But yeah. I think, yeah. Well, would yeah. You, but would, well, it, would it be work? I mean, it wouldn't be a work. Would it be a work? I don't know. It'd be, a, it'd be. A, it's very, it's very strange working, because, but I wouldn't be earning. Because when I, when I was when we were there for two months, I was obviously working. But because you don't need a work visa to go to Iceland. To but I wasn't wor- I wasn't working working. So you know when you get to the when you get to the border patrol, they go, are you, you going to be working here? Well, yeah, I am, but I'm not. I'm earning. not going to be employed. 
Yeah. I've already got a job. It's wherever I go, the job goes with me because I am. Yeah. The, which the is work. where which is where our jobs because it's it's pretty much the same thing. It, it, yeah. As long as I I think of it, as long as I take a photograph wherever I go, it's work. So I can put it through. I can say it's a, yeah. a, a business trip. Sort of thing. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a chat with my accountant. Does this kind of the trip? As long as, as, long as, as long as as long as I go to when I go to Iceland, as long as I take one photograph. Yeah. I saw you spent a day on the uh, <laughs> the, the Whistler mountain bike park. Actually, what was that for? That was research. Well, that was research. About um, mountain biking. Yeah. Oh, I'm writing a book on on bike injuries, so I felt I fell off. <laughs> A few times. I fell off and went, through, I went through the Canadian med- I don't medical think, system. I don't think you can exactly get away to be with accurate. that. You didn't fall off, did you? No, you I didn't good. actually. No, I, I, was, I, was, I was all right, actually, yeah. I need um, to get a mountain bike. After seeing the one that you've got, I need to get a mountain bike. But, I mean, the disc brakes are ridiculous. They're just... Whee! Yeah. They're, they're crazy, crazy. Light. I mean, yeah, it stops. I mean, that's the thing. You, because it's, it's got eight inches of travel front and back. Eight inches? Yeah, eight, eight inches, yeah. Jesus! <laughs> yeah. Um, I was How much was it? It was. Was it hundred dollars Canadian dollars? Thirteen hundred dollars. Thirteen hundred Canadian dollars. Yeah, which was like six hundred and fifty quid. Which uh, which sounds a lot for a bike, a, a downhill, a full on downhill bike like that, fully kitted out and everything. I mean, it had a few. It's got a fair few nicks and scratches on it and stuff. Sure. But I didn't care about that because um, it's ex rental. Um, but um, yeah, you were talking three or four times the amount for, for back here. Oh yeah, yeah. Suspension work, brakes worked. It needed a few bits and pieces looking at it. It needed, um, uh, it wasn't shifting very well on the gears, but okay. I just needed a cable adjustment. Yeah, that's about the it, yeah. And even if I sold, even if I sold it, I'd still make, I still make money over here because I, I could sell it for twice what I paid for it, and it, it'd still be much, much cheaper than any, any equivalent you can get. Why? Just because they, they need, they need to get rid of them. They, they yeah. just get a load of new fleets in every single year. This was, this was a twenty fourteen bike, and it's a Whistler Bike Park edition. So oh, it's, cool. it's, it's colours that you can't find. Oh, Because then so they make cool. it only for no, the really white jealous. Yeah, it's awesome. But oh. I'll tell you what, there was a carbon fibre. Have I got a picture? I need to go, I need to get a whisper and buy it. So when I go to Canada, I've got a big list of things that I need to buy. Have I got a picture of it? There was what, a, the bike? Oh, I've, I've seen got, a picture I've of the bike. Oh, no, I haven't. I, I must have did okay. There was a, 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 a the, brand called podcast. Da Vinci. There's a Da Vinci Wilson, I think they call it, okay. um, named after one of the downhill riders. They had a carbon fibre, one of those, um, for sale there, and they, they just stuck it outside the, the sort of bar at the bottom of the bike park here where the gondola takes people up um, for sort of $3,000, which sounds a lot, but that's 1500 quid. And you'd pay much more than that just for the frame. Wow. Uh, over here, much, much more than that. And this, this one was fully kit out, like World Cup forks, rear shock, wheels, tyres, whatever, you know, full, full works. You know, handlebars, brakes, whatever else. Um, it's crazy. It's insane. It's insane. Crazy. Um, yeah, I sold all my bikes. I used to have, uh, I used to do time trials, so I used to have a couple of racing bikes. Um, and then I bought a mountain bike off a friend. Uh, was it a hardtail? It wasn't a hardtail. Was it a hardtail? Mm-hmm. No, it was full suspension. Um, and then sold that as well. Um, so I haven't got any bikes left now, so I might pick one up again. Going from two wheels to four, we've got Ultimate Evolution now. Ultimate Evolution, that's your baby, go for it. Because well, Ultimate <laughs> came out with this evolution, didn't they? And yes. They, they, they were, we've spoken about this before, I think. Maybe not on the podcast. But it's your Ultimate the car. The type of company that they just have one model and they just keep refining it over and over again. And they just they do tweaks and things like this. 
you know, I suppose compared to Ferrari or Lamborghini, or, or they just bring out new models all the time, and uh, which is that's yeah. what they do. You know, they, just, yeah. they just iterate on new models. Um, that's why that's how their market works. But this new one is—they call it the Evolution. Is that is the old one was the GTR? It looks almost pretty much the same, yeah. but they've got lots of updated things on there. A um, thousand and fifty horsepower engine. That's right, a thousand and twenty horsepower engine. Um, but because it weighs slightly less than a ton, it's a thousand and fifty horsepower per ton. That's just crazy. Which is, I mean, lastly, just over horsepower per kilo, which is insane. For, but, I mean, for reference, Koenigsegg for reference, do that one, do that one to one. Oh yeah, one to one. But yeah. that weighs about fourteen hundred kilos. Yeah. So you've got an extra four hundred kilos. You've got to look about. Well, yeah. that's an extra four hundred kilos. You've got a corner with. You've got a yeah. brake with. You've got to accelerate with. You know. Yeah. Bugatti Veyron was. Five hundred brake horsepower, so, so it was a, a thousand brake horsepower nearly, um, and it weighed two tons. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, I, I've not really seen it driven yet. I, I mean, I don't know the GTR. They never managed to get a, a, a run around the Nurburgring. Oh, okay. um, but ultimately, a little bit too small. But that's they, they like being a small company, I think, and I, I think it suits them well. Don't know whether they'll be able to get a, a track only. Well, they, they tried to get one, but it, the day they had booked rained. Oh, the really? Day they, oh, the day they were down to run rained, so like, it got cooled off. Okay. Um, so I suppose it's sort of the whim of the weather, isn't it? So maybe this one they'll. I mean, every year they've had they've broken the naught to sixty, naught to a hundred, naught to hundred back to naught again. Yeah. Thirty All to seven, thirty to seventy miles an hour in a second. Thirty to seventy in a second. My jack doesn't do for much off much off that. He's quick. It's not that. You're, yeah, you're I'm putting, putting the feelers out now. I'm putting. I'm getting more and more feelers out for that McLaren P1. I've got. Uh, I've got some friends who know people at McLaren uh, who are trying to ask questions. So I'm going to try this year. I'm going to photograph a P1. I'm going to phone, well, yeah. I, it's. I'll, I'll How much are they? Are they a million quid. That. They're a million quid. Yeah. <laughs> They're a million so who do you know? Does someone, someone at David Lloyd must know someone. It's, uh, well, yeah, somebody, somebody, somebody I know knows somebody who has one, um, but it's a little bit above the hi. I know Ed. Can I photograph your P one? It's it's a little bit above that, uh, but I could just go down to the, the the cheating way of doing it is to just go to go down to Bruntingthorpe, which is a uh, an old. Airfield with a massive long straight uh, and a couple of little things, and it's basically a car playground. Uh, and they rent it out to car shows and car clubs and things like that. And every, I think it's twice a year, they do like a big supercar event, and people just bring all their supercars down and just do a massive. It's a one-mile drag strip, so they just start the start line, floor it, and just see how fast they get. It's just an adrenaline rush. Um, so I could, in the boring way go down to that, find a P1, wait for it to drive by and photograph it. But I want to photograph... Get in, I almost in want the to do... And stuff. A, yeah, a, I kind of want to do a full photo shoot and B, I kind of want it to do... to be something to do with McLaren. So that once the photographs are done, McLaren are going to share the photographs out and say... So we need to get, get Chris Fosson on the yeah. books. This, this guy's then you can go to Canada for six months a year. Yeah. <laughs> But that, that kind of thing. That kind of thing. I want McLaren to be sharing my photographs of the P1, uh, which is slightly big-headed and arrogant, maybe, but it's a bloody good goal to have. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, and um, yeah, knowledge. I can get, it. I can make it happen. I can make it happen. I'll get there. Absolutely.
Right, I think I'd probably better jump in my Jag and uh, drive back up the, Yeah, there's going to be no traffic. And there's a Starbucks on the way back, so I'll stop in at Starbucks on the way back. Yeah. And have a chai it's been while awesome I'm day, listening it? to uh, some was Iron Maiden. So good. That shoot was really cool. The yeah. 3D shoot, shooting 3D bears, massive big bears, and I killed Bambi. Well, I've got, oh, a, yeah. I've got, a, uh, I've got a little lesson with a coach. Yeah, when's that? Tuesday. That's, uh, it's in February, in the, the start of February sometime. That's, that's the next time he's free. Okay. He does a ton of coaching all, all around the world. and, and all, oh, wow. and Yeah, he, he says that's about the only time I'm free. So I'm back for a few days and then well, I've got, I'm off again. Uh, so I'm going to chat to him about the targets anyway. And I'm oh, gonna, cool. I'm, well, when he comes around, I'm going to have them up. <laughs> what are these? What are these? Oh, away. <laughs> What's hard to send away? Well, yeah. funny you should ask that. I was going to ask him actually. I was going to ask him about, you know, because uh, I've got an archery book on technique and stuff, but it's a bit sterile and a bit outdated. And the people in it just look like they're on a beginner's course. The people hmm. in the pictures look like they're on a be- beginner's okay. course. And it's not, it's not hip and up to date, do you know what I mean? It, it, I, I, don't I know do like saying. how all the reviews on your book say that the photography is really good. I do like that. It oh, yeah. puts a big smile on my face to say the photography is really clear and crisp and it's really clear what we do. I had some really cool ideas for um, the squat type okay. or, or the squat books and the guitar ones as well. You know, obviously we need to be ending by I've just got this tangent. You know when you took those pictures of, of uh, the guy setting up my hard bridge and some bits were oh, yeah. really in focus and yeah, other yeah, bits yeah. were blurred. That looks awesome. Yeah, it does. So um, yeah, it does. I was <laughs> maybe we could do something like that have a yeah. little bit of style around, just stylized somehow. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's a disaster discussion for another day. Another Fantastic. podcast. Another podcast. There it is. Episode twenty-three. Um, I don't know what we're on. Are we on? Is this a, this is twenty-two? No, this, no, is, no, this is twenty-three. Oh my god, it is a twenty-three. We do twenty-two. That was on my bucket list, wasn't it? Polymath episode one hundred. That's what I wanted to do. We'll get there. We're ticking them off. We'll get there. Well, there's some. There's enough stuff to talk about. Oh, yeah, we'll rehash stuff. I'm sure. I've, we'll probably talk about stuff over and over again on podcasts. If you go back to episode 14, it's probably exactly the same as episode 26. Slightly different order. <laughs> Slightly we're, doing, we're doing the Star Wars episode, Star Wars way of counting. Sli- four, five, six, one, two, three. So. Like, like, like the family guy <laughs> piss takes. Let's start at the beginning with episode four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine haven't been invented yet. <laughs> yeah. We will eventually get to ten. Anyway, spot on. Thank you very much for a cool day, mate. Thank you for the curry, and thank you very much for lifting. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, we'll see you on episode twenty-four. Bye.